Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back against all odds, folks. This is a live show. I always hesitate when I say that because one day it might not be alive. Uh, we might be having, doing a rerun we do with some of our shows. But uh, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, uh, has COVID. And I thought I had COVID, but I got tested and I'm negative. So here I am. Uh, and then Jonathan, who is the uh, entire back end in our uh, control room in terms of uh, uh, mainly video, YouTube, and that kind of thing, uh, we finally allowed him to take a vacation after about 10 years. And uh, so we thought we'd be without video, but Stu Stewart thinks he may have figured <laughs> Working it out. On it. We don't know. <laughs> he's, right? he's trying. <laughs> yeah. is, he's trying. We're and now working. I know what Jonathan goes through. We're working. Yeah, he's 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 uh, got things that looks like he's doing something over there. So anyway, we know we're on the radio. At least we're fairly sure. I told the folks the story uh, before we got on the air about when I first started. I did an entire hour show when I found out the station wasn't on the air. So that was back in the old days. Anyway, uh, with all that yak-yak, uh, you just tuned in. I better say something intelligent, which is uh, this is a show, a live talk show on radio that you can call into at 877-960-9960. That's 877 877- Nine six zero nine nine six zero, and you can talk live on the radio, and we talk about how to buy a car or lease a car, repair or maintain a car. And I say, by car, I'm talking vehicles, trucks, SUVs, anything you drive down the road except motorcycles, I guess, um, without being ripped off by the car dealer. Car dealers, uh, if you're new to the show, if you're regulars, pardon my repetition here, but. Uh, car dealers just don't know how to do it. They don't know how to take care of their customers. Uh, they're not honest. They're not ethical. Uh, bait and switch advertising. Uh, they're retailing cars the same way uh, the first set of dealers out there that Henry Ford set up a hundred years ago. Bait and switch. I mean, it's uh, it's even worse than it was back in the day uh, because the manufacturers entered into it, and that's a whole other story. But I don't need to tell you. Most of you have cars. That's the way America is. Uh, cars are cars, and especially in America, everybody wants to have a car. If you if you don't uh, buy a car, you lease a car, or you rent a car, or you borrow a car, or you ride in a car on Uber. I mean, it, it's it's our world here in America. And to get one, you, sooner or later, you have to go into a car dealership. And if you go into a car dealership, you really got yourself a problem. Uh, it's just they don't treat you with courtesy and respect. Uh, they try to trick you. They try to get you to uh, buy something that they can make a big profit on, but you don't necessarily want or need. Anyway, um, if you're new to the show, you're in for a treat. First of all, it's live, live radio. 
and uh, that's exciting. Uh, we get pumped up. Uh, we love what we do. We've been doing this for about 20 years. Now, um, unfortunately, as I said at the beginning of the show, Nancy Stewart, uh, my co-host, my wife, who uh, started the show with me about 20 years ago, uh, she's uh, not feeling well. She's home, and she wouldn't come into the studio anyway because uh, she's very contagious. Uh, I got lucky, and uh, apparently I'm immune uh, to COVID. Uh, I got tested yesterday. So um, we're in the studio without Nancy, and Nancy is our champion for the female listeners. So I'm, I'm asking a special favor of you female listeners out there. Without Nancy here, without Nancy Stewart by my side here in the studio, she's watching us hopefully on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get set up on YouTube. If not, she's listening on the radio. And yes. uh, uh, we're, we're doing our best to get the YouTube thing going, but it may not happen. Huh? Uh, if, um, if we can't do that, uh, we're just going to be uh, like we started out. We started out on radio, and we have the call-in number. We have the text number. I've given you the call-in number. I'll give it to you again because uh, the calls are very important. 877-960-9960. We'd love to hear from you. If you're, a, if you're a woman, female, you haven't called the show, Nancy Stewart will send you a check for 50 bucks if you're a first-time female caller. I mean, it sounds like too good to be true, and as your father told you, it ain't so. If it's too good to be true, it's not true. Okay, well, this is true. 50 bucks, a check in the mail, no conditions. If you haven't called the show before and you're female, and you call 877-960-9960, Nancy Stewart will write out a check for you uh, in a couple days. You'll have it be before next Saturday if you're the first time. First two new female callers. Uh, why do we do that? Well, uh, when we started the show, and even it's true today to some extent, uh, men like to talk about cars. I mean, it's a man thing. It was a man thing. It's no longer a man thing. That's what I'm. That's what we're trying to cure. Uh, we want the ladies who buy over half the cars, who drive over half the cars, uh, especially service. They seem to bring them in for service more often than men do. I mean, the ladies are more involved with automobiles today than men. And we, we don't have equality when it comes to calls. So, hence, the $50 to the first two new female callers, if you call 877-960-9960, you get a check in the mail from Nancy Stewart, no conditions, no strings attached, before next Saturday. She'll have it to your home in the U.S. mail. And we'll ask you to leave the uh, contact information with our studio uh, Jeremy, who's in the studio, to keep your contact information uh, secret. So that when you call the show, stay on the line, and we'll give you that 50 bucks. Uh, with all that said... Turn it over to Nancy. Uh, <laughs> we'll turn it over to Nancy. I'll turn it Oops. over to Nancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nancy is not here, but you better be listening now because uh, we're, we're generating some female callers. So you let us know if you're out there, and you call the show if you like. I mean... Uh, uh, it's a, it's, uh, let, let me get into my normal uh, part of the show, which is should be at this time of year, which is, uh, what is it, January the 6th. We're into the new year. Uh, we're in to an exciting 2024 because everything's upside down in the car business, retail and manufacturing. 
I mean, we got electric vehicles uh, replacing the combustion engine. Huge controversial topic. I can see a lot of you folks out there say, yeah, right. Ain't going to happen. No, no. Car, electric cars, not going to happen. I mean, it's, a, it's almost a political thing. Uh, it's like uh, getting a, uh, a Republican and a Democrat in the same room. Either you're a combustion engine person or you're an electric vehicle person. There's just a lot of uh, emotion in that. But the statistics and the scientific facts say, uh, let me be safe here. In 20 years, you won't be able to buy combustion engine cars. You will not be able to buy a combustion engine car in 20 years. So, uh, I, I just saw a high fly victory sign from Stu, meaning the YouTube may be working. We sure hope so. I can and report that we are live on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars with sound and, and video. Hallelujah. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Erlong Cars. And uh, that way you stream us, uh, you see us. It's not that that's so exciting, but we have, uh, you know, some props every now and then. Like I'll, I'll hold up a, uh, uh, you know, something from Automotive News and, and, and you'll be able to see it better, uh, something like that. Yeah, perfect. And, uh, and so it's a video is important. Uh, Rick? But more important, we're going to the phones. Oh, Good yeah. morning, Bob. Good morning. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Also, I would like to say I hope Nancy has a, a quick recovery. Thank you. For her business. And uh, I see that we're already going to court. So the uh, NADA has already filed a lawsuit against the FTC. <laughs> yep. And uh, along with another organization out in Texas. So uh, this uh, this uh, is going to be interesting to see how this plays out in court. It'll be a sure big fight. Big fight. And I, it's going to be a big fight. And I also understand there's also a committee in Congress that was formed that's against it. So uh, you're kidding I'm not me? Quite sure. <laughs> no, and I'm not sure who makes up. I'm not quite sure who makes up the committee. There were 17 Democrats who came out in favor, but uh, they said there was a House com- House committee. That was uh, uh, formed. That uh, is trying to uh, block it. So you're going to get into the politics uh, of all this. I didn't the read politics that. Of all this. Yeah, the politics of all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, I, was, I did go on Amazon today to see about how this process works for buying a car. Right. And I've kind of gotten stumbled a couple times. Uh, one time they sent me out some to a, to a deal that was like on Long Island. And then this morning, uh, I tried it again, and I tried the most basic models, uh, you know, the most basic colors. In fact, I tried three different models with, you know, white with black interior, which is the basic stuff. And it says there's no models within 300 miles of any of of the models I tried. I tried three different models of uh, the Hyundai Tucson SUV. Uh, So I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. Maybe it's just a... There are, yeah, I think they're like they're partnering with with the, some dealers, so maybe there's none in the South Florida or within your that range here that's has done it yet. But I don't has it launched yet? Have they begun? Now we're talking yeah. about the Hyundai uh, on Amazon. Got, Amazon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon, Hyundai, Kia, uh, Genesis, and Kia, and they're starting out with Hyundai. But yeah, uh, they actually haven't kicked it in yet, Bob. I think they're. I, I know the. Uh, I, I have been on Amazon to the Hyundai. 
uh, purchase thing too. And they should make it a little clearer what they're doing. You're right. But when they do kick it in, it will be, according to them, it will be purchasing a, a Kia or a Hyundai or Genesis, starting with Hyundai, in the same manner you buy a loaf of bread or whatever else you buy on Amazon. It'll be done completely through Amazon, uh, but it will be the car at your option can either be delivered to you uh, through the dealer, but it'll still come to your front door, or you can pick it up at the dealership. But uh, the payment, the financing, and the pricing and everything will be under control of Amazon. Right. Well, they do have it up on the website, but like I said, oh, I haven't seen it recently, so I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. They just, it just keeps showing me that there's no vehicles within 300 miles. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what dealers signed up. Maybe there weren't any local dealers in Florida. I would have a hard time imagining a lot of dealers, Hyundai dealers, especially in South Florida, wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, there are, eight, there are 18 dealerships is all in the whole United States for Hyundai that they'll start out with. So they'll start out with 18 Hyundai dealers and probably won't have one, uh, definitely won't have one in each state. Uh, and it'll be just a pilot program. So uh, as Stu just said, uh, the Hyundai dealers are probably reluctant uh, to stick their toe in the water on this thing. Um, uh, my guess is the Hyundai dealers that, that go forward will be the ones who have um, owners have multiple franchises. So it'll be like a, maybe a Penske Hyundai dealer or a Lithia Hyundai dealer, or an AutoNation Hyundai dealer, somebody that doesn't have all their uh, eggs in one basket. If you're a Hyundai dealer and all you've got is a Hyundai franchise and you, and you take that leap to go with Amazon, you'd be afraid for your franchise. You'd be afraid for something happening. But uh, it'll happen. There's no question in my mind it's going to happen. And uh, Hyundai, the manufacturer, is very wise to see this because they got into the United States late, and they are having a heck of a time competing against Honda and Toyota, not to mention even the big three, because they got into America too late. This will be a way for Hyundai to leapfrog and get right up there and give Honda and Toyota, General Motors and Ford some serious competition. Okay, well, I got just one more question. I read that, yeah. the, uh, and it's a Toyota question, so maybe you can answer it. Uh, I read that the Toyota Supra, the sales uh, this year have uh, collapsed. Mm-hmm. That what they did last year, and is there any particular reason for that? Is it is because do you think that's because of the price or the availability? It's, it, yeah, it's it's the type of car it is. It's a you know you you get overplay, over publicity. Uh, everybody loves a sexy sports car. The fact of the matter is, people don't buy sexy, high price, fast sports cars. Uh, for cars, they buy them to impress their neighbors or to drag race on I-95 or uh, because they got too much money, they don't know what to do with it. But uh, it's not a bread and butter car. So um, it didn't surprise us as a Toyota dealership that uh, the, the very first Supras we had many years ago didn't sell that many. Uh, and today, uh, high price, um, you know, in this case, oftentimes gas guzzling compared to everything else uh, 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 vehicles don't sell very well so yeah it's a uh, you, you see them on advertising on the news everybody's excited about it talks about it and then you look at the statistics nobody's buying them so we were not surprised okay well i want to wish everybody a happy new year and uh, i look forward to your uh, you're going to have your shopping report 
today? Yeah, you get you. That's a doozy. Thanks for the call, Bob. All right. Have a great day. You too, my friend. And now we've got Roadrunner Steve. Oh, beep, beep, Roadrunner. Good morning, everybody. Nancy, get well soon. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you. Good. It was hard getting through to you last week, but I got through today. Uh, Did you read the story about the Tesla droid? That uh, attacked the worker in the Austin plant. <laughs> the Tesla. Droid. That worked I missed that part. That, yeah, say that again, Steve. Yeah, I'm here. No, say that again. Uh, the Tesla robot attacked one of the workers at the Austin well, I didn't hear about that, no. <laughs> attacked? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's good news and bad news. And yeah, it sounds like right. the robot's working. <laughs> yes, but the funny thing is, it says the injury was apparently not severe enough to require the employee to take time off from work. I wouldn't go back there. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, I'd, you know, I'd be scared. <laughs> what could happen with that? Also, it reminds me of that movie, Attack of the Robots. They had plain clothes coming out of the arms and all that stuff like that. I mean, that's some story. The other thing I want to talk to you about is my, I, I got a Nissan Frontier, right? Uh-huh. So my battery went dead, and it was the last day of 2023. So I called up AAA. The guy was here in a half hour, right? Mm-hmm. Put the battery in, you know, normal standard battery, you know, just loosen the clips and put it in, bop, 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 it's in. So on Tuesday, I call up Nissan. Yeah, you know. Your battery, I bought the battery in January 20, 2020. So he goes, oh, yeah, interstate battery. So I told him, yeah, I had a battery put in by AAA, new battery. Well, we can put a battery in for you for $199 and labor. I said, didn't you hear what I just said? I said, AAA put the battery in my car. He goes, yeah, but we can put one in for you also. I'm like... <laughs> So I said, let me ask you something. Am I, was the, is the battery prorated? He goes, no. I said, uh, well, it said on the battery, 85 months. He goes, yeah, but it, they only last three years. So what do you put 85 months on the battery for? So then he goes, well, you don't have a Nissan battery in your car. I said, oh, stop right there. I was going to say, I told him, listen, Nissan don't make batteries, okay? They made in the factory. There's a guy there with Ford stickers, sticks a Ford sticker on the battery. Another guy that puts a Mopar sticker on the battery. There's another guy that puts a Chevrolet sticker on the battery. Nissan does not make batteries. All of a sudden, you hear crickets on the phone. <laughs> with that. And, and I didn't hear nothing, so I just hung up. I don't blame you. That's that's crazy. A lot of I sometimes they're not trying to lie to you. They just are misinformed. You know, uh, the manufacturers will will brand a, a a part, a battery, or whatever it may be, uh, brand it with their name, but they bought it somewhere else. Uh, just about there are very few parts that manufacturers. I'm talking about critical component parts that manufacturers actually build. They they buy the parts and assemble them, but a lot of people, I guess, including technicians and service advisors, say, oh, it says Toyota, we must have made the battery, but uh, usually I know, people yeah. get fooled by that. Yeah, yeah. But they have to buy that battery. My other quick question is, 
When I open my gas cap, right, what's all that black stuff around the uh, the inside of the door? Dirt. Mold. Oh. Yeah, and I thought. And I wanted to ask you, but I couldn't get sure. See, I thought it was from, like, using that gas that has the sugar in it, you know, the, uh, the, the stuff they got out now. The uh, ethanol, you mean. Ethanol. Yeah, yep. yeah. With that. So that's just mold. <clears throat> that's there. Yep, it, it's a mold. You could uh, a good car wash cleaner will wash that out. No, Toothbrush. I'm, I go to school, I go to school not your usual one. With that, yes, my usual one. I pay myself very well, on, and I'm a good tipper. Okay. <laughs> hey, Steve. We get sh- well soon. I want to talk to the woman and not the men sometimes. <laughs> She'll be back uh, next week. Happy New Year. Okay, guys. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. If Steve's still listening, I was going to say before he signed off that the Consumer Reports, uh, February, the very, very current Consumer Reports, you probably only get it if you subscribe, but you can pick it up on the stands pretty shortly. February has got a really great article in there about batteries, car batteries, and uh, um, Rick can confirm this. Uh, uh, I I, I guess I kind of knew it, but they really drove it home. Uh, you, you, you have to make a decision whether you want the lead acid, and they call the other battery an AGM, uh, absorbed glass mat, absorbed glass mat. Yep. So the AGM is a higher tech, better battery, but it costs more money. So, a lot more. Yeah. Uh, when you say a lot more, we talking double or what? Uh, Sixty to eighty percent more. Yeah. Uh, Consumer Reports kind of insinuates you should go with the AGM. Uh, I guess when you're talking batteries, it's kind of like you don't want to necessarily save money. I mean, it's like if you have a pacemaker, you know, you want the battery. If you have a, a car, is kind of like a pacemaker. I mean, you don't want the car to stop on I-95 or the turnpike. And if I have to pay 60% more, that something is going to give me 60% more likelihood that my car is going to start or not stop, I think I'm going with the extra 60%. Well, it won't necessarily stall on you or die on you on the road no i know what it'll do is it's going to catch you that one night when it's pouring rain yeah and you're out in the boonies with no cell reception and you go to start the car and it won't start or you get back into town after a vacation it's two o'clock in the morning and you're all by yourself in the airport parking garage and there's a guy really weird with a raincoat and dark glasses, uh-huh. and you get in the car and you want to leave, but the car won't start. It's kind of one of those things. That's exactly, a vivid picture and that, that's the face. worst time. Yeah. Okay. It, it'll, it'll never do it at the time when, hey, there happens to be a guy standing right there with a set of jumper cables. That's not the time your car's not going to fire up. It's always the worst time. Exactly. Okay, uh, where are we with phone calls, YouTube's? Uh, well, I could jump over. If, do we have any calls? And not at the moment. They all call for Nancy. Yeah. That's I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Amory texts for me and you, for all of us. But Well, let me get the number out because yeah. maybe that's one of the reasons. Uh, that's one thing that Nancy does very well, and we forget without Nancy. Nancy, are you there? Okay. Well, we, hope, we hope you're listening. We're on YouTube. YouTube.com. Not audio, though. We're having, for some oh, the reason. Audio ain't, the audio ain't working. The video is working. Everything's looking like it's set up right now. Okay, 877-960-9960. The call-in number, 877-960-9960. If you don't have a call you want to make right now, no thoughts, write the number down, please. If you're not driving, of course. 877 
960-9960. Now we'll go to Anne-Marie's text. Okay. Uh, Anne-Marie says, good morning. The latest statistics that I can find shows that the unemployment rate in Florida was 2.9% as of November 2023. <clears throat> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, does that make it harder um, or easier to fill an open position when one becomes available? Um, it feels like it makes it a lot harder, <laughs> um, especially on um, like, well, all positions really. Uh, it's like everybody has a job now, so um, that's, that's the trick there. Uh, second part of her question was, do dealers poach good employees from each other? Just wondering. We try to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We try to, um, uh, I mean, and when I say we, I, I'm speaking as, as all dealers. Um, uh, they're not, not really bribed, but they're enticed with signing bonuses, gas allowances, demos, special pay plans, um, all sorts of incentives to get a good salesperson or a good F&I uh, salesperson or a good service salesperson to come on board. It's done for I'll, salespeople usually. I'll tell you how how important it is uh, to, to our, our dealership and I think to a lot of businesses out there. Um, it's harder today to hire quality people than ever before since I can remember. Yeah. And you probably, uh, wherever you're dealing, whether you're dealing at you know, uh, the department stores or lawnmower services or uh, plumbers or whatever you're doing, you're finding that the service is not there, that that the phone's answering is not there, the quality of the, of the people yeah. that we're dealing with. The quality is coming down. So if you're running a quality business, where do you find quality people? Uh, in our dealership, for example, we pay our employees that work with us, the, the, the what we like to think the cream of the crop because we really have some good people. We pay them a $1,000 bonus cool if they can bring in a new person that we hire. And so that's how important it is. Uh, and that's for any, any position. Uh, any position. And, and our employees, uh, fortunately, and we found that quality people know other quality people. So we've got about 150 employees. And they, we like to think of them as the cream of the crop. And they are. And so they have people that they know and deal with, friends, relatives, neighbors, and they say, hey, uh, you, you might want to consider going to Earl Stewart Toyota, and I get a, a signing bonus uh, unpaid for, uh, if you, if you uh, are hired and, and remain with them. Uh, I, get, I can make $1,000. So that's how important it is. Well, I'm going to take 50 away from you. Good. Linda, our first-time caller from Jupiter. Wow. Hey. They do call when Nancy's not here. Hi, Linda. How are you? Well, good, thank you. Now that you called, I'm really good. <laughs> I've enjoyed listening to you many times going to work, so <laughs> I figured, all right. I am uh, a grandmother, and I have a Toyota CHR right now that I just love, but it's just too small to put the stroller in. I just see my family getting bigger, so I was thinking about the uh, Kia Sorento, and I was just wondering your thoughts on that. Measure it out very well, especially that back cargo area, and compare it to your CHR. But I'd also look into some of the others. Um, Subaru, their Outback, I believe, and their Forester has got some good storage areas on it. Um, uh -huh. Toyota, we've got the RAV4, the Venza, the Highlander. Uh, Honda, I think the CRV, and I. I I'm really not up on some of the good Honda models, 
but those are those are my top three choices really especially kind of above the kia i would look at toyota honda and subaru and not even necessarily in that order and linda uh, i would also say that once you've narrowed it down to the two or three that you'd like to uh, consider buying uh actually uh, try the vehicle out and try to use that uh, storage area and with what you typically would be using for it, whether it's golf clubs or groceries or furniture or whatever you what do you typically kids you know dogs whatever you ca are carrying around try it and uh, uh, even if you have to rent a car if the dealer doesn't have one it'd be worth a, a one-day rental just to be sure you like it yeah sure right. That's a good idea. And what, a really good one idea. last bit of wisdom for you. <laughs> Try yeah. consumer reports before you uh, 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 settle on any, any SUV. I looked up the Kia Sereno right now, so it does pretty good, but not great on reliability. So it's 61 out of 100. I like, but it's kind of the yellowish green. But the owner satisfaction is a three out of five, and it's in the yellow. So I don't, I didn't read the details. So if you can, okay. you, can you can get a copy for free at the library. But other than that, you got to get a subscription. Thank you. Make sure you stay, Linda, make sure you stay on the yeah. line so that Jeremy can get your contact information and we can get a check out to you within a couple of days. Yeah, uh, Nancy Stewart will be writing your check. She writes them personally <laughs> and uh, okay. and she will mail it. She mails it personally. She puts it in the mailbox herself and she needs your contact information. So if you get that information to Jeremy, uh, just stay on the line. Jeremy will get it from you. That way we keep it confidential. You don't have to put it out over the air. You will have that check before next Saturday show. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. And that number again, 1-800-877-960-9960. And we are going to Bill in West Palm Beach. Yeah, I have a question for Rick. Uh, uh, tell me about low tire pressure indicators. I've got a low uh, indicator light on my dash. I've checked all the tires. I've got a compressor at home, so I've checked the tires. The tire pressure is correct. However, the light doesn't go out. I've, oh. I've been told that each of those indicators on each tire has a battery um, is operated by a battery. Is that correct? In and most cases, so yes. Replace it, one battery or all of them. Yeah, it it oh, depends the on the car. Uh, but the first thing you should also check, uh, depending on the car again. Whoop, I think he just dropped off, but hopefully he's still listening online. Uh, Bill, uh, the first thing you check is the spare tire, because there are quite a few models out there, older models that had a full-size spare and had a sensor in the spare as well. So check that one. And if that's not the case, if all the tires are right, then it's probably one of the sensors has stopped working or the battery has died on it. And you'll need to have that sensor replaced. And we are now open and clear on the phone. So okay. folks, 877-960-9960. Our text number, 772-497-6530. What is that, 6539? 6530. 6530. Ah, should have kept one of these over here for me, yeah. All right. Oh, well, Anne-Marie Anne went on to say, since we don't have a call, she says, get well, get well soon, Nancy. And rundown, oh, this is rundown for today's show, but I, that was for me. But, yeah, right now, currently, uh, no audio on YouTube, but the radio is good. And uh, but the uh, the streaming audio streaming is good, so you can listen to us. If you want to get fancy guys on YouTube, you could uh, watch and then listen uh, to uh, streamerlongcars.com. 
We have 18 people watching on YouTube right now. Yeah, they're watching without awesome. uh, uh, without the hearing. So, hey, thanks, guys. Maybe we love they, you. They have text. Can't you bring the text up? I don't know if closed caption would work. It would only work if it's hearing yeah, uh, if, if it's hearing got... what you're saying and it's not hearing it because yeah. there's something oh. with this unit here. I have a mixer yeah, yeah. and I have an output and there's something going on. And it's been sporadic, so who knows? It might be a bad chord. And that'd be pretty But you know, I've, I've got a feel-good story that I read online earlier. And I thought this one really kind of was cool. A U.S. serviceman apparently had saved up quite a bit of his money. He went to a dealership, a, a Dodge dealership in the Midwest and ordered a Dodge Challenger, brand new one, 2023 Dodge Challenger Demon 170, which is a very limited production. Sounds very scary. Super fast car. This is the one that will actually beat Earl's Tesla. Ooh. On the quarter mile. We don't like this car. He ordered it in a color pattern known as F8. And then when he was deployed overseas, his family member was going to pick up the car when it came in. And the dealership, now he, he'd even made arrangements. He was paying 50000 over MSRP. Hmm. The dealership sold the car out from under him to another customer for a higher price. Oh, my God. And when the sales, the serviceman found out about it, he contacted Chrysler, Dodge Chrysler, and started complaining about it. The CEO of Chrysler stepped up when he heard about this story and took one of 40 special edition Dodge Demons, had it arranged to be made in the specifications and color that the man had originally ordered, sold it to him, or is they are selling it to him at MSRP only, no markup, and they've even arranged for Jay Leno to present oh, the car to him. Well, what a great PR that was! That was a million dollars in PR. I got to hand it to Chrysler for that yeah. one. That that was standing up and taking care of a customer yeah. and saying, "No, we're going to do right." Very good. Yeah. And now we got John in Palm City. Hey, John. Good morning to everybody. I got a question for Rick. Uh, dull headlights in South Florida, big common problem, plastic. It gets dull from the sun. Did Rick ever hear of Cerakote Kit? It's on Amazon, and it's under $20. Has he heard about that, or has any result in that? I have not heard of this. Is it a, a cleaner? Yes, it's a cleaner, and I see you sand it first, mm -hmm. and then from what I understand, you coat it with that, and I say it's very successful. But mm. let me ask you this question. Do you have any so-called shortcuts or recommendations to clean the headlights on these cars when they get dull? Before before Rick answers, John, just one thing because I'm a, I consider myself a Amazon expert. <laughs> My life is half Amazon. I buy everything on Amazon. But anyway, uh, I always go to the Amazon uh, ratings, and I and the Amazon requires that the people buy the product before they can rate it. Now that doesn't eliminate fraud, but it, it minimizes fraud. And you can go through, I, I always look for something that has uh, four plus stars, like 4.1, 4.2. You can find something with a 
it usually is a great product. And then I go to the um, to the reviews, and I I don't read the good reviews. I read the bad reviews because there's mostly all good. And I find out what the the worst thing they can say about them is. Uh, once you go through that, you're pretty well assured. I I've never gone through that process and been disappointed with an Amazon product I bought. So just a little tip, uh, especially on something like that headlamp cleaner, might help uh, save you a lot of time. Well, it's called Seracote, C-E-R-A-K-O-T-E, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's on Amazon. It's under twenty dollars, and I heard the ad on it. But that's good advice that you give to look up and see what the ratings is. Yeah, go ahead. Rick. Now, what does Rick recommend on uh, cleaning the headlight? Well, that I've I've used a lot of products. I've done my own personal headlight car several times on my truck. Uh, I've done family members' cars, and I'll tell you, most of the products work equally well, and they will bring that back to a crystal clear, shine right through appearance, and it'll last about a year to a year and a half, and then it starts to fog up again. Uh, the only thing I have found that will extend that year and a half and does it beautifully. I, I did this experiment on my own truck. I got 3M clear vinyl wrap. And I'm, I'm no good at the wrapping part. So what I did is I put just a big square piece over the main portion of one headlight. After I'd polished them up, made them look as good as they could be. And I put that on just one side. And then I waited now it's been about three and a half years and even that 3m side has started really getting cloudy but it's still 50 percent better than the side that i have just left alone that that other side is just opaque but the one with that 3m clear film has done amazing and that's been several years now so my plan actually for my truck i'm going to buy a new set of headlights pretty soon and replace it with some aftermarket headlights they have all the fancy lights in them and all that and dress it up a little but what i do i'm going to take it into our shop that we have our new tint shop and have them do a 3m clear vinyl covering on those headlights before i install them so that that way they'll last so much longer and it just to me if if i were going to spend the time and money to have your headlights polished and really clean them and shine them up, consider the extra cost that you might have to spend to get that uh, 3M vinyl put on your headlights, and I think you'd see a, a, a nice increase in the lifespan. Thank you, Rick. Well, that's great advice. You think by now it's been going on for so long that the manufacturers would do something about this major problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, they went from glass... To polymer and it is safer the polymer is safer and it weighs a lot less but it's ugly but it gets ugly well john uh, you've been around long enough to know the real reason manufacturers don't worry about things like that the manufacturer wants to sell you a new car every three or four years now you, they, they can't do that anymore so now it's every five or six years uh the sad fact is i mean it's a happy fact, but sad in terms of sales, is the product and quality product, thanks to competition, has made uh, a car something today that you buy. You buy the right car. Uh, you could keep that car for 10, 15 years, uh, several hundred thousand miles, and uh, 
And so they're not designing the cars to last that long, but they do. So it's good. It's the old good news, bad news thing. Yeah, they, 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 they don't want. To, and if you if you trade the car in, they don't care about the used car trade in. They that's they don't sell that car. Somebody else sells it. So uh, every every car that you buy today is going to have those little glitches like that. I you're totally right. I agree with you. With the headlamps, it makes no sense. That the headlamps get yellow after a few years makes no sense, but that's the way it is. They don't care. Okay, thank you guys for the advice. Thank you. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Nancy Stewart is uh, home with COVID, and uh, she is our co-host here, female advocate. Uh, we have had one uh, lady caller first time, and fifty dollar check. Nancy Stewart is probably making the check out right now. And it will be mailed to her. And Linda was our first new caller. Right. We have another $50 for the second new female caller. I'm trying to do as good a job as Nancy. I know it's not as good a job, but I'm trying to uphold her end of it while she's coughing and sneezing and miserable at home right now with a... With the COVID. She and, was yelling uh, out the phone number when Rick was, was botching it. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, uh, another 50 bucks for the first time. If you haven't called the show before and you're female, we'd love to give you 50 bucks and bring up the female listening audience. Yeah, we're tired of just the bros. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's already sent me a text. I have to write out the phone number a thousand times on a piece of paper and, and give it to her to the next show. <laughs> That's the punishment. That looks like a chalkboard behind Earl. You yeah. can write it on there. Oh, I'll bring a chalk. I'll bring a piece of chalk next. Jonathan week. would be so mad at me. <laughs> That's his green screen. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, with this, with the, if I wanted to get it fancy, I, I was planning on trying to throw up some uh, some green screen pictures behind you, but apparently, um, just the basics are hard enough to keep keep going. Oh. Just to bring up the speed, I think we have audio on YouTube, but it's of some lower quality, but they can hear it. It's just kind of staticky. Oh, cool. So it might just be the quality of this piece of equipment that I bought. So we'll find out. But I got a text here um, from Deck. Uh, he says, good morning, all. Re regarding the Ford Connect 2011 rear brakes from last Saturday. Remember that? We were talking about the drums and having yes. to hammer them off? Yes. Okay. So regarding the with the rear brakes from last Saturday's show, there is no adjustment at the back plate as there's no flywheel on the bottom spring. Uh, so many thanks and happy new year to all. So I guess that, wow. Yeah. Oh, it worked out. Well, that's good. Thanks for keeping us up to date. And, uh, let me look over here on, uh, anonymous feedback because we don't have any more texts. We have lots of comments on, on YouTube. I can see now, but they're, they're regarding, they're helping us get the audio, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, here's a anonymous feedback here. I recognize the style. Uh, hello, Earl. I've been checking your inventory for uh, some time now, and I don't see any attractive Toyota Sienna minivans on your lot, but mostly high-end vehicles, which are kind of expensive. Any feedback uh, would be welcome. I see Infinity of West Palm Beach um, has immaculate Toyota minivans, but they still believe in junk fees. Thanks. Yeah. So I, said that, I, I saw that anonymous feedback, and I sent it to our used car manager and, uh, to, and to our wholesale manager, uh, to see if we could uh, uh, help. Remember, when you do anonymous feedbacks, you can ask for a reply. Yep. Now, we, it still protects your identity, your privacy. Yeah. Just because you ask for a reply, uh, we have to reply through yeah, the anonymous me, feedback. Let me show you, if you're watching here, this is what I see. Yeah. It's just a list of messages. I'm holding it still. And the message appears, but there's no contact information. And if somebody wants to reply, 
below this box right here, there will be a little box and it will say reply. And it will go to you, but I don't know I don't know where it's going. It just it's it, going, it goes. It, it goes through uh, what is the website? Uh, uh, it's uh, called um, Who Answered Me or Incognito. Incognito, and it's spelled N-E-A-T-O. Uh, any of you are interested in the anonymous feedback, if you're business owners or just people listening to the show, but uh, it's really a cool way to hear from people who are otherwise afraid yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. It's like the police uh, hotline. I mean, people don't want to be identified. They see a crime committed or a suspicious person or a package, you know, maybe yeah. a bomb. They, they, they don't want the aggravation and the publicity, so they do it anonymously. We have this anonymous yeah. feedback. You can sign up for this. It's, uh, Incognito, I N C O G N E A T O dot dot com. No, it's not dot com. It's a dot. It's a weird. Uh, well, it's strange because their actual website is Who Answered Me, but the company is is uh, Incognito. It's Who Answered dot me dot me. Yeah. yeah, but it's uh, but the company is called Incognito, and the website is all one word Who Answered dot me. But incognito is spelled differently, right? Yes, it's like Nito, like Nito well, Why do people do that? I mean, you're, they're, when you market, if you're a marketing uh, product, you don't make it difficult. Because maybe the figure. real spelling of incognito yeah. was already yeah. trademarked. Rick? But now we are going to go to Marty in West Palm Beach. Yo, Marty. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you're coming through. Uh, I got you on this audio on my phone and... Oh, cool. Watching you on uh, YouTube. Okay, so, excellent. So that, so that part does work. It looks pretty Here's stark. Here's my question. <laughs> Here's my question for Stu or Earl. All right. The used car prices when you go to do a trade-in have so dramatically gone down. And since the retail prices of the cars or the MSRPs have stayed the same, no discounts. Unless you really need a car, I have to follow Earl's advice. You got to walk away for now, and I want to know if you agree. I think I totally agree. If if it's you know if there is a you know something you're expecting to get and and you're just not getting it now. Here's the other part of it: is it doesn't like turn around and, and start. They don't start appreciating again. So if that's the market, you know, and, and you don't need to trade your car, then I would say just wait. But if you're you know waiting. I wouldn't expect like used car prices to start just coming, you know, coming, uh, coming back. Yeah, Marty, what, what I would do, uh, let me uh, add to that. Um, it's so easy to sell a used car today. You go back 10 years, it was a nightmare. Man, we used to warn people on the air, if yeah. you're selling your car, you know, don't uh, meet with a person on a dark street. I mean, be sure they have the title. Be sure they're not going to assault you. I mean, selling a used car... To, uh, you, you had to go to extreme measures to, to do it. Today, you have a lot of companies set up uh, that are equipped to do this online. So even though the market's down, uh, I would go ahead and uh, I would go ahead and shop my car periodically. You know, it, it, how, what's it going to take you an hour of your time to sit down with your smartphone or your PC and go to? Uh, uh, webuyanycar.com, uh, CarMax, uh, Vroom, uh, 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 multiple, multiple sources out there, uh, and shop it with the car dealers used car departments, too. It's kind of fun, too. 
the, the, the reason I, I, I suggest this is we do this for a living. I mean, uh, when people come into our dealership to buy a car, we try to find the best price we can. I'm getting a red phone call. Uh, maybe you, <laughs> okay. you want me to get so, it? Anyway, that's a... Uh, I, we, we, we take and call some of these outside sources that are um, from uh, CarMax is our favorite. And uh, to be sure, we're giving a fair price or a high price on the trade. And so, Marty, uh, uh, I don't do anything. Uh, but once every a couple of weeks, uh, you might suddenly find some guy out there or company that gets you $1,000 more than you thought you could get. You might want to grab it. Probably not, but it's worth a few minutes of your time. Yeah. All I can say is from six months ago, the value has come down so much yeah. that it has made the new car purchase, in my, for me personally, not worth it. Because my car, my used car, is still running great. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And sometimes okay. keeping that used car running great is the better option. Yeah. <clears throat> let's, <clears throat> let's put it this way. You can buy a lot of gas instead of spending another 20000 or 25000 on the trade-in. You can buy a lot of gas for $25,000 on a non-hybrid car. <laughs> yep. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah, people get caught, caught up in these little things that uh, you're absolutely right about that, Phil. Uh, it's, uh, gas is not the primary reason you buy a car. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but Tesla, they said this, Back at the end of 23, they said in 24, they're going to reduce the prices even more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they are or they're not. Oh, they will. They're, you know, uh, Tesla, uh, you know, uh, the old joke about I'm afraid to look back because someone might be gaining on me. Uh, Elon Musk has BYD uh, gaining on the Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer, and they came out of nowhere. The only people that knew that was happening was Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, his partner, who passed away. Uh, they were in on BYD years ago. They're a super sharp company, and guess what? They outsold Tesla in the fourth quarter of 2023. I mean, they came out of nowhere, and they're Chinese. They build a quality car, and they have an amazing battery. And uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's 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 going to be uh, it's fun, it's fun to be alive if you're in the car business because you see things happening that you never dreamed would be happening. So I love to get up and check the news every day to see what happened. Now that car's not being sold yet in the United States. No, uh, it's being banned. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're outselling they're outselling Tesla worldwide without even being able to sell in the United States. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Biden administration has put tariffs, uh, or, or, or maybe just an embargo, I don't know, whatever, but they're not allowing the BYD, BYD to be sold in the United States, protecting the United, United States electric vehicle industry. Yeah, all right. All right, well, uh, for anybody that can't hear you, like I say, I'm using the phone for the, for, for the audio. 
So uh, Thanks, you're coming through nice and clear on that. So hope Nancy gets better soon. And uh, we'll see you the regular way next week. Sounds good, Marty. Thanks a lot. Okay. Have a good weekend. Go ahead. I was going to say, now we'll welcome back Lynn, a repeat caller from Boynton Beach. Hello, Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Hey, Hey, I'm doing well. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, the other day I spoke to Nancy. I I had gotten my $50 check, Uh and I didn't realize that at my bank they don't take checks anymore at the ATM to deposit. They just take cash. So I had gone to the bank. Now, my husband's driving me because I'm recovering from a broken neck, right? So we go up there a few times during the week, and I'm getting all frustrated. So it ended up where I just put it in my purse and forgot about it for a while. But it's been almost a month. So the other day, I went back to the bank, and I finally had to go to a person to deposit the $50 check. But I called Nancy because in the check, you gave me a card. And Nancy, there was a number on it. So I called, and I really couldn't believe Nancy answered the phone. <laughs> and and I knew she sounded kind of sick. It was like about two days ago, I think. And I was like, oh, my God. So we had a little chat, and I explained what was going on. And she was going to I said, I just want to make sure you get in touch with your accountants, because I know these things have to go through, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so we had a nice little chat, and I felt bad because she didn't feel good, I could tell. And, um, but I have to tell you, you know, she is a trooper and, um, yeah. And so we had a really nice talk and, you know, you, you guys, you are so lucky to have her as a mother and a wife, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because she is just, wow, just great. Yeah. Not only that, but she has fantastic penmanship, you know, uh, on the check when she was, (laughs) you know, so I just wanted to get in touch and say, you know, um, prayers for Nancy's. And and every I was I had called a few months ago about saving the insurance on my car and I called and I saved like over two hundred and fifty dollars on my total insurance bill for my two cars and that's what when I called that was what I had called about so that too every time I get my thing now for half price I'm like wow you know great so thank her again for that <laughs> but I just wanted to call and say that that you know you people your whole family is just fantastic and we love listening to you and getting information nancy's Nancy's listening to you right now at home and hi nancy Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) okay happy new year to all of you you thank you happy new year very much bye-bye now wow what a wonderful caller we have her for life now she was a new to first time caller before and now she's part she's part of our uh we got her yeah welcome to our long cars and we'll say good morning to frank in jupiter farms Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, there good you are. Hey, the, the lady's part of the new um, Stewart family instead of the Schumacher guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, did you all see the sunrise this morning? How beautiful that turned out. Well, we were just talking about that before the show, and Earl showed us uh, pictures of the sunrise on his phone. We didn't see it personally, but Rick, but yes, we did see it because we saw well, pictures. I'm sure Amazing. I'll show it, to you, yeah. it was like glorious, and I was telling my dad that um, I don't live near the ocean, um, but inside my bathroom it started glowing orange this morning I'm like what's going on is there a fire yeah. outside <laughs> no it was yeah he's showing that on, on live on youtube right now yeah I we live in paradise picture, that is for i sure. sent you a picture by the way of um the spacex rocket launch on wednesday oh yeah i saw that you just sent that to me i can't put it on the air because i'm not as talented no, really as jonathan but um it looks it does look like a, a lion riding a um like a surfboard or something <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, this um, I, I need to. I haven't seen that one of those for live. That was uh, someone posted from Jupiter Farms, but um, I had the the golden opportunity back when I was still in the Air Force um, downrange. I was um, on a on a rescue plane, um, and the shuttle would go over ahead of us in case yeah. anything happened. We had special crew members to go save the astronauts. That's cool. But, um, that was cool. But um, the other thing, let's see. Um, well, I was going to talk about something else. Hey, Frank, as long as you're talking about uh, spaceships uh, and having actually been involved in that, are, are you aware that the uh, SpaceX now, the all the spacecraft are stainless steel? Yeah. Did no. You know? Yeah, no, the I, Starship is. Yeah. Starship, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, uh, what, what a radical change right. uh, to go. And stainless steel is pretty heavy, too. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's, uh, apparently it's cheaper, yes. and uh, it's working a lot better, obviously. Yeah. They seem yeah. to work. Well, I got one quick joke. You always know I have a joke for you guys. Okay. Uh, All right. Since, it, since it's a holiday season. Well, we went out um, for Chinese last night, and we got talking to the waiter. He told me he lived in Japan during the war. It was a kamikaze pilot, and his code name was Chow Mein. I said, well, correct so me if I'm wrong. But didn't kamikaze pilots sacrifice their own lives? He replied, yes, but I was chicken chow mein. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to a former pilot of airlines and militaries. And, uh, I get it. I get it. That, you know, that's, that's an old, old one, probably. That's, see, you could, see, I can appreciate that because I'm an old guy like you, Frank. So, but that, that used to be hysterical, but, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> I, 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 as long as you did that bad taste joke, I'll give you a, a bad taste joke back. Uh, when I first started out as a toilet dealer, you know, back in, the, in, in 1975, and even before that, I guess, probably, uh, one of my jokes was on, on uh, Pearl Harbor Day, I used to joke about we were going to have a let bygones be bygones day right. sale. Bygone sale. And, uh, you know, it was it, back when I was evil and had no <laughs> feeling or, or sense of uh, or sensitivity whatsoever, <laughs> uh, forgetting about the fact that it was a horrible, horrible, Pearl Harbor was a terrible thing that happened, and the whole World War II, the greatest catastrophe of all mankind. And to be joking about that, only... An well, idiot like myself well, back time, in those days would say something like t- that. Time allows for these things eventually. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe not in 1968, but um, right. <laughs> nowadays you could joke around about. Yeah. About well, the sad, sad thing is when you tell some of these jokes, because of the age difference of the population out there, they don't even know what a kamikaze pilot was. And they yeah, don't exactly. even know. Right. They think it's a shot. Yeah. yeah. With uh, vodka and lime juice, I think. <laughs> Whatever a kamikaze <laughs> Sounds was. Sounds about right. <laughs> That's anyway. what we had in Gainesville. Well, thanks well, again, for calling, we'll Frank. With Nancy, uh, oh, thank you so much. We will, definitely. She's listening, so she hears all the well wishes, and I'm sure it's helping speed her recovery. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right. Thank Frank. Thanks, Frank. And good morning, Jay in Hope Sound. Hi, Jay. Uh, good morning. Um, I've got um, uh, an issue. Uh, well, my mother-in-law does. She's uh, 94 years old, and... Um, she only drives like five to ten miles a week, and uh, she's been having a problem. Her battery keeps dying, and I yeah. believe that's because uh, she's not out driving it enough for the uh, alternator to charge the battery. Does that sound right? Exactly correct. A uh, couple things you can try. The, the most obvious, of course, is 
a trickle charger that either plugs into the house and would keep a small charge going on the battery, or they well, make solar. Well, well, let me ask you a question about that, Rick, because uh, I have the same problem, Nancy and I. Uh, uh, we drive. We love the Tesla so much. We drive the Tesla all the time, mm. and we don't drive our Avalon, and the battery keeps going dead. Um, to have a trickle charger on there, is there a way you can put a trickle charger on a car without having to open the hood and close the hood? And uh, oh yeah. Okay. How, is it a special kind of charger you get that you can connect? In, from inside the car or something like that? Not really. It's it, I, I, I hooked one of these up on my mother's car years ago where it simply has a little cord that comes up by the windshield and I zip-tied it to a, a piece of trim so she could simply unplug just one simple cord oh. and the short end, of course, was kept to the car, but it was locked in place. You have, have you patented that device? No, because all I used was zip-ties. I'm telling you right now, you would you would spark the sale of trickle chargers a million times because yeah, I don't know, Jay, am I right? I mean, you got a 94 year old mother-in-law. She's not going to be popping the hood and closing the hood to put on and on, take off her trickle charger. She probably has to call you. Then you got to go over the house. Wouldn't it be nice if she could just slide that little basically a switch yeah it it was just just a little plug she would just plug the plug it in when she drive up to the house she would grab the cord i had a little just a a hook so the cord would coil up and hang on the hook she would grab the cord pull it over plug it into the car and it would just slowly charge the battery and when she was going to go somewhere she'd unplug it yeah hang the cord on the hook and off she went what do you think about that jay that, that sounds like a great solution. And you know, she's got a 2002 Lincoln car, town car with 37,000 miles on it. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Uh, now, the other option to consider, and this is uh, one that uh, you know would, would take some getting used to, is the idea of using Ubers. And, cause, I mean, I, I see a lot of cars that come into the shop and I admit I, I look over things quite carefully on the repair order and all this. And I notice a lot of very new cars, two, three, four years old, extremely low miles. And I, I question this because I wonder, someone is making a four or $500 a month car payment or more, plus $100 a month or more for insurance, to drive a car 20 or 30 miles, me, maybe 100 me, miles a month. Let me stop you in mid-sentence, okay? The reason you're saying this is because you're a young man. You don't understand a 94-year-old woman, or in my case, an 83-year-old man. The, the uh, freedom we machine. We want our car. We don't yeah. want a bus. We don't want a taxi. We don't want an Uber. Uh, uh, we don't want a... A limo. We we want yeah. we uh, want to get get up and go. I had an uncle, Uncle Charlie, years and years ago, yes. and uh, Uncle Charlie got too old to drive. I remember. Uncle he had Charlie. a Cadillac, and every Sunday he and Aunt Marion would go around and visit everybody. That's what we did back in those days. You visited houses. You pull up on an house, knock on the door. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, that's so weird now. When he could no longer drive, he refused. Uh, to sell the car or do anything with the car, 
Uncle Charlie had to have his Cadillac in his driveway. It was an old Cadillac, by the way, 20-year-old Cadillac. And it just sat there. The tires were square, but he felt good because that was his car. Now and I, that's why uh, old people yeah. like to have their cars that they can drive. And I, know, I know there's a lot of people out there saying, yeah, but they shouldn't be on the road. They shouldn't be driving. Easy for you to say. You're not 94 years old, but I'm just telling you that... Uh, if uh, the trickle charger idea you just gave uh, Jay is great, it'll really, really be a. I I simply yeah. offer it as an alternative. Yes. But I I do understand that because I remember the days when we had to try to discuss with my father about it was time for him to give up his license. Yep. And I one of the hardest things in my life, I'll tell you. Yep. Stu, I don't wish that upon you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank the, the, you very much. The next thing, I won't launch into autonomous driving, but uh, that's one of the reasons I'm such an advocate of fully autonomous driving. It's not here yet. People get mad at me when I talk about it. I got a bumper sticker on my car that my son gave me that laughs at it, and it should be laughed at today because it's not ready for the road. But when autonomous cars are safe, and they will be, it is going to be the greatest boom to the older driver ever. And uh, and people are getting older and older. I mean, you know, 94 years old, pretty soon we'll be talking 104 years old. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't even worry about that, because yeah. I know when I get to that stage, oh, I'm gonna, gonna I, a, I don't yeah. even think about that. No, I got yeah. 20 more years to worry about. You're, you're, it's a done deal for you. 30 yeah. more years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And, okay. and also, uh, you know, she went into a, to a, a Lincoln dealer, and they told her that they don't sell like regular old sedans anymore. They're all SUVs. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I, I saw, it's yeah. really funny because I saw a Lincoln Continental yesterday. I, I don't know car. how old it was. Town uh, car? Continental. A Continental or a town car. Yeah, and it was this big sedan, and it looked really contemporary, like a brand new car, and I looked at it, and I thought, like, I thought they didn't make them anymore. It might have been a few years old, but, um, yeah, they're, they're they're done with that. <coughs> no more cars. They gave her, they gave her uh, one of these new Lincolns uh, to drive, and she absolutely hated it because of all the new technology. Uh, I was wondering, yeah. does any yeah. manufacturer make something that's more like the old analog? Uh, never going back that way. No. Mm-mm. Never going back. All the manufacturers, everything is looks like a computer. Everything has a large screen on it now yeah. um, with a lot of infotainment and, and for distractions. for that very reason, uh, you'll find on the used car market, if you have a clean, well-maintained a Lincoln Town Car, or Lincoln Continental, or any vehicle of that type and description, where it actually has a trunk that you can put uh, a couple of sets of golf clubs and some groceries and some other stuff. Uh, when you have a car like that and it's well taken care of, it's worth a lot of money because there are a lot of old people that still uh, like me. I mean, you know, I wish we had. I wish, actually, I do. I've got a good t- a trunk on my desk because yeah. it's a hatchback. Because you got no engine. Yeah, no you, engine. You got you got plenty of storage <laughs> space. You know, it's interesting. Um, there is a market um, for simplified phones. There are people who are sick of smartphones, oh, yeah. the distractions, and you can buy the, a simplified phone. Um, there's that one, yeah. but there's a lot. There's a lot of very stylish ones that are like they're right. great, but they just they don't have the stuff. I wonder if there is a market um, for a simplified car. That just had, um, you know, like exactly what you're saying. Great idea. And just, it's still sophisticated and a great technology, safe as anything, but you don't have to look at the distractions. Well, you know what that it's car got is? A, it's got a cassette player. That's a fully autonomous car. 
You're right. When you don't have to, you don't have to worry you don't about do anything. it. You just get you, there and talk. Uh, you walk out, the car pulls up yep. and opens the door, and you get in, and you say, "Take me to Taco Bell," and uh, or yeah. Walgreens. And you can ignore and, all the bells and whistles. Just yeah, you know, just enjoy the ride. I'd love to see I that day. Somebody would would start manufacturing like a, a '68 Camaro again. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they did this those kind of retro looking cars, um, but they still put all the technology in it. They could have just one more one less step and yeah. just kept it like it I'll was. I'll tell you back what, then. a new Lincoln Town car today, uh, limited production would be you can sell it for whatever you want to sell it for. People would buy that car today, uh, uh, and you know, and, and for the next ten or twenty years, that would probably be a pretty good product. But uh, it'll it'll die, and the fully autonomous car will. We'll be here. Rick's got you. They'd, sold, they'd sell their soul to buy their childhood back. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd like to get All my right, old super back. Thank you, Jay. Okay, and now we've got Bobby in West Palm Beach. And Howard, please hold on. Wow, they're backed up. Good morning, Bobby. Hi, good morning. Um, I was calling to report good work from Rick, which happens all the time, but I was calling to report it to the boss, but since she's out, I'll tell you, Earl. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, I just want to let you know that, that Rick remains accessible for car problems, and I don't want to pile up a, a long line in front of him, but whenever I, whenever I email him or, or have a problem, he always turns up and gives not just a superficial answer, but a good answer. Um, in this case, it was a transmission on a Toyota, which has lifetime fluid, which is a little skeptical. And um, he seems to be of the opinion that um, don't don't mess with it. Is that is yep. that good summary, Rick? That that's my opinion. My truck has 175,000 miles on it, original transmission fluid. I've never touched it, and that's on a pickup truck. And I've done some heavy towing with that thing. It sure seems like, it sure seems to me, and, and we're talking about uh, Sienna in this case, but it appears to be quite a few of the Toyotas. Part of the, part of the lifetime transmission fluid is that they've made the transmission unaccessible for mechanics. Is that correct? Yes. There's no dipstick anymore. Uh, the procedure to, to actually fill and top that fluid requires a scan tool, uh, watching the actual temperature of the transmission, adding fluid, adding fluid, watching a little uh, a overflow drain plug in the bottom of the pan, then adding a specific amount back into it after you've finished. It's a very complicated system and a very complicated process to get that fluid level exactly correct. And if it's off by even, say, a, a half a liter, that can actually cause the transmission Bob, to act Bobby, funny. Th this discussion isn't even going to be taking place. There, we're talking about uh, we're talking about a, tra a, a mechanical device, a transmission that has been as nearly perfected as such a complicated mess can be perfected, and that's what we have now. But the the, the really good news is transmissions will cease to exist because electric vehicles don't have transmissions. So uh, we're, we're, it's an obsolete product. So uh, the manu car manufacturers are not going to work on transmissions anymore. What we what we see is what you get. It's never going to get any better. And when they break, 
you, there's not going to be another one to replace it with. You're going to get an electric vehicle with no transmission. Yeah, I, yeah, you're probably you're probably right, and it probably won't be too long from now. So, um, so I guess we need to stock up on transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to just just to give a little quickly, spin. To change the subject quickly, uh, 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 not to not to try to deceive the elderly, but sometimes the car not working is a way to keep people that shouldn't be driving from driving, and so. Getting getting it fixed isn't isn't necessarily a, a good idea. You might just want to live with that. But I will say this about, and we deal with the elderly from time to time. Um, if you can tell them, on, you know, I'm going to come by on Wednesday and take you out to breakfast, and then we're going to go to Publix, and then we're going to go to Walmart, a lot of times they're good with that if they know there's a regular schedule and you stick with it. But um, But as you said, Earl, the idea of having the car there is comforting to them. Yeah, it, it's, uh, we're talking about them like they're a different species. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I'm one of them species. So, no, it, it, you're, 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 what you're saying is exactly right. And I, when I was uh, 50 years old or younger, and I'd see these uh, blankety blanks on the road, uh, I used to have uh, derogatory names for them. And uh, I find myself today uh, referring to that old bastard or something of that nature, some derogatory uh, comment. Uh, and and I, I even will describe people. I'll say, uh, if I get a, uh, somebody complains about something, I might say to my service manager, yeah, he was an old guy just called me. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, yeah. he was younger than I am. So there is a there is a, a mindset, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, 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 people uh, a, a negative mindset toward older people. And uh, I, I here I, I'm an old guy that makes fun of old guys. So it, it's just you, you not never right. change. You are who you are. Yeah. But you know what the thing is? If there is a negative perception, um, it probably comes comes mainly from driving, and the anonymous uh, car thing is going to eliminate that from culture. Yeah. If there's no, you know, old people driving slow or frustrating yeah. people, and I'm saying that because, you know, just, you know, characterizing what we're saying. Yeah. But uh, right. in the future, no one's going to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But, but having a time when somebody comes and, and takes them somewhere is, is also, it, it's a scheduled event, and they, they like it. And, and, you, and you as car dealers probably know better yeah. than most. Two people staring straight ahead can solve a lot of problems talking to each other. While they're driving down the road, that's yeah. right. You know, it's 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 not it's not as bad as it sounds, and it ends up being better than they think. Yeah. Well, I, in, in a lot of cases, you're right, and I, uh, I, I, I. For, as Sue said, fortunately, we're not going to have to worry about that much longer because uh, we're going to have the best of all worlds. Uh, the the elderly can either have their own, they can they can ride by themselves in their autonomous vehicle or they can have their friend ride with them in the autonomous vehicle and if you ride with other people in autonomous vehicles you can chit chat you can text play bridge you can you can have you can play pinochle drink gin I mean, <laughs> right so it's going to be a great yeah. world uh, in a few right. years. No, tra no transmissions and no drivers. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's all going away. All right. Thanks very much, and, and, and kudos to Rick again, So and let the boss know about that. All right. Thanks, thanks Bobby. Bobby. We'll tell her. Okay. Where right. are we? Uh, we are going to Howard in Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. 
Good morning. How are you all doing? We're doing great. That's great. Okay, I have a question for Rick. Uh, this is a conundrum. I'm trying to figure out how, how this is happening. Uh, one, every once in a while, maybe once a month, when I get out of my uh, car, 2017 Camry XLE, the um, trunk opens. And I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know why it's opening. So uh, I, I go around and I close it. And the next, maybe the next two months, it'll happen again. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing to have the trunk over. I'm, I'm not pulling that the, uh, the lever in the front. This is the remote? Which is a manual opening. Do you and, have smart key? Yes. There you go. And the key's in your pocket? Yes. You're opening And as you're pocket. getting out of the car, I'm guessing, at, at, like me, probably getting a little up there because I'm, I'm going to be 56 this year. And I've noticed I, I move funny getting it out of my truck now. It takes me a little effort, some funny moves. And I'll bet something in your pocket is pressing against that button. And it's because your car's already unlocked, even hitting the unlock button won't do anything. But if something's pressing against that trunk button and holding it just long enough, It'll do those it. odd times that your trunk is popping open. That's amazing. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I, I just realized that's the only way. And I was thinking about something like that, but right. you know, I'm 88 years old. I forgot. No, about but you're going through like what's every single possibility here? Yeah. It could be this, this, and that. See, that was the I, one I thing you left off. them to the average car dealer, uh, they would charge you a $150 diagnostic fee, and then they would probably have fixed something they didn't really fix. And say now you're you're good to go, Howard. That'll be sixteen hundred and twelve dollars. Well, I learned my lesson a long time ago. The <laughs> yes. dealer I pull in is you. Uh, that's, I, you know, and, and a friend of mine uh, uh, purchased a uh, Toyota, and I went with him, uh, and uh, he has a two thousand nineteen. Then he said to me yesterday, I, I think I'm going, going to go to a, another mechanic because uh, uh, my warranty is over. I said, are you kidding? The other mechanic is going uh, is, is to sell you something you don't need. When you go to Earl, he only sells you things that you need. And not only that, what about the bagels? He said, oh, the bagels? Oh, you're right. <laughs> The bagels, not yeah, really. That, the, the bagels are just tiebreakers. If you find a dealership that's just as good as us. Yeah, Absolutely. but they don't get the bagels. Now, Absolutely. now for that bit of advice, uh, you can make the check out to Rick Kearney. <laughs> send it to. <laughs> totally kidding! Totally kidding. Uh. Okay, no, that's okay. Rick, you're great, and Earl, keep up the good work. Thanks, Earl. And uh, and you're you're a light, shining light to uh, to what? Thank you very much. The car buyers and. Etc. Okay, I'm losing my train of thought now. Okay, well, thanks, Howard. Uh, have a good day. Happy okay. New Year, Howard. Thank you. And we'll seven go, seven. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll go to Bob in Pompano Beach. Good morning. How you doing, Earl? Have a great show, by the way. I want to thank you very much. Every morning, uh, if I'm up. <laughs> you know what you said about cars being too complicated. I have a S-Class Mercedes, and I got one every. Every six years or so, I trade it in and get a new one. And um, I just like the car. But the new one is very, they have this computer screen on it. And when it's sunny here in Florida, you can't see it that yep. well. And that's one thing. And I'm really kind of just keeping the 
the old car. I mean, I only have about 35,000 miles on it, so I, you know, it's, it runs well. But a few years ago, uh, one of my trade-ins, maybe 10 years ago, I traded in, and I wanted something very simple. It was also S-Class. They gave me the limo edition. It didn't have a lot of things on it. And there mm-hmm. is a market, I think, for less is best. Uh, a few things you could use, but um, a lot of those gadgetry just complicates things. Yeah. Now, I'm about 84 years old, so I'm listening to your calls about old people. I don't feel that old. My mother died at 102. My contractor, his mom died at 106, and she was driving until about six months beforehand, never got in an accident. Yeah. So it's uh, it's something people have to realize, too. It's the um, nature of individuals, too. You just can't right. paint you can't paint with a broad brush like that. And I'm not an old guy, earlier, 83 years old, young boy. <laughs> He's <laughs> but, a kid. Uh, the bottom line is I, I, I really wonder about these electric cars. Uh, I live in a, a condominium, so I really find it difficult to charge it, whatever. But um, I, I just wonder what's going to happen with them because they have a big investment in it. I mean, it's a political thing, and um, uh, it'll be perfect for me the way I drive, just plug it in and go, you know. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, a bumpy road. I mean, electric vehicles, uh, it's, a, it's a watershed, uh, huge uh, quantum leap uh, for uh, what we do. And uh, uh, Tesla's leading the pack now. BYD is hot on their tail. And, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about old guys. I, you know, I, 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 unfortunately, I won't be around when when the water's calm, but uh, in, in, they will calm, and my my grandchildren will be driving fully autonomous electric vehicles with batteries ranging from a thousand to fifteen hundred miles. Uh, there'll be no problem whatsoever. Probably inductive charging. Uh, you'll pull into the garage. You won't have to plug anything in. The uh, the, the the floor of your garage will put an inductance charge overnight on your vehicle. So, yeah, but for you and me and, and, and even people younger than us, uh, this battery thing is going to be a challenge and, and, uh, and you know, how far you can go on a, on a charge. Rick? Don't forget some of the inductive highways where, yeah. Yeah. as you're driving on the highway, it can recharge your car. They've yeah, tried that in Europe. Really? Well, it's going to be a bumpy road, but uh, you're right. I today, you and me, right. uh, we're going to. Uh, I have an electric vehicle. It's a Tesla. Uh, it's a it's a it's a challenge. It's uh, only because I'm a gadget freak. I enjoy it, but if if I just wanted a car for transportation, right, I'd say it drives me crazy. <clears throat> right, you'd probably get a hybrid or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that uh, Toyota hybrid Highlander. Uh, yeah. It's a very nice car. I'm thinking about trading a Mercedes into that. I might come come up to Pompano to see you guys. I would love that. Uh, it's uh, really I'd love to do it with you. Guys run a good business too. I think I like people I could do business with a handshake. And the car industry is hard to do that. That's true. It always yeah. has been. Thank you for your service, by the way. You do a great job. Thanks, Bob. Bye, bye, guys. Take care. Bye, bye. And that number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or text us seven seven two. 497-6530, and we are going to John in Stewart. Hello. Good morning, John. Hey, John. Good morning, guys. Hey, I have a, a pristine 2002 MR2 Spider, 
It's got 92,000 miles on it. Ooh. And so I went in to the local dealership here, and they want to do a $800 service on it, change the fluids. And I was thinking I didn't need to change the transmission fluids like you guys were talking about. And the oil change and... I know. Basically, that was it. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. What do you guys think? Let's see. A 2002. I'm trying to remember. I think that one was the beginning of WS, but it might have still been the Type T fluid. Uh, regardless, okay. I, I myself, unless it were acting up, I would leave it alone. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I'd be very comfortable leaving that one go. How's if it running? Broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It's running oh, well? It runs, it runs great. Yeah, it runs great. It's yeah. fantastic. It's like 30 miles a gallon or so on the highway. It's it's just been a great car for me. That's that little convertible, right? Yes. Yeah, I remember I drove around. Yeah, yeah, I like driving around in that. It was fun to drive. Uh, yeah, they're, it, it, it's really fun. So, yeah. Well, I was too tall for like it. Like everybody though. said, give me some, some kudos there. You guys do a great job. Appreciate oh, thank it. Uh, thank you, John. Have a good week. Thank sure. you very much. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, you have any callers? We are clear on the phones for you know, the I just let, Can I get in a little bit of a, a commercial? <laughs> not a, well, I, I, when I said commercial, I'm thinking Big Dog Ranch, but that's not what I had in my head. Uh, the show started out with the fact that the Federal Trade Commission is being attacked by the car dealers. We knew this was going to happen. And for you folks who haven't been familiar with this or tuned in to the show before, uh, the Federal Trade Commission has come out with some amazingly positive consumer-friendly rules to make car dealers treat you honestly and ethically uh, and transparently when you buy a car. It's revolutionary, and they don't, these, these rules go into effect July 30th. Now, uh, we knew this was going to happen. There's going to be a huge, uh, organized, extremely well-financed campaign to get your legislators to overturn the Federal Trade Commission and, uh, and fight them to stop these rules from being put into effect. Uh, this is a huge, uh, uh, I'm asking you listeners, if you have any thoughts, I'm, uh, and I'm talking to Stu uh, sitting across from me here, maybe with our uh, webs- website, EarlOnCars.com, um, we could come up, we, we, need to, we need to maybe do a, uh, an organized anti-lobbying right. uh, campaign where we're reaching all 50 states now and this show and, and, and every, every congressman, every senator is key. And if we could somehow get the folks that listen to this show, get proactive and, and let your legislators know you want the Federal Trade Commission rules to happen. No, no consumer, no car buyer does not want this to happen. And right. finally, in writing, it's going to automatically kick in July 30th, 2024. How can we give the support and the pressure to our legislators in all 50 states to stop them? And I don't mean state legislators. I'm talking federal legislation in the U.S. Congress. Uh, any ideas, we'd love right. to hear from you. Well, definitely on Earl on Cars, we'll put all the resources there. Right now we have the link to make the comments, but I think we're past that point. Um, yeah. We just want to make it easier for f- people to find their um, their representative in Congress because they're, they're 
going after through through in Congress, creating committees to try and weaken or attack this thing. Should, so, should we start with the senators? And I'm just thinking, practically speaking, uh, I don't think know. that they have like that select committee set up. I think they're, it's so much harder to meet with a senator. And I'm just saying this from when I did that. But there's so many thing. congressmen. See, the problem is yeah. if you're in California, New York, you got a zillion congressmen. Uh, how how could we on our website? focus and say this congressman is for the FTC regulation, this congressman is noncommittal, this yeah, congressman is against it. We, we'll have to start looking yeah. and see where that information is, and if we can get information, we'll try and centralize it on Earl on Cars. Yeah. Um, but if you're listening now, if you know who your rep is, I'll tell you right now in our immediate listing area, it's Brian Mast, and then right to the south of us is, oh gosh, is it Ted Lou? I'm not sure. No, he's in Fort Lauderdale. Anyway. Look up your local rep and, yeah. and your center. We have two centers in Florida. You got Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, and um, and all these guys, uh, Democrat, Republican. They, they listen to who the lobbyists and the people that get in front of them. So, like you said, we're all resting easy. Going, oh, we got this great rule coming, but there is an organized um, campaign nationally to squash this, or at least uh, to, to 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 neuter it. Yeah, yeah. So politics, politics. And I, I hate politics, and I'm not good at politics, and. Uh, as I said, I could never run for public office because I could never pass the background check. But uh, then there's a, there is a like a, there's a statute of limitations. It doesn't yeah. go back forever. <laughs> you're old. You're fine now. Yeah. Um, I got a text here from uh, from Bob. Let's talk. We were talking about the older drivers. He says, "Take 50 drivers that are 16 years old, um, 80 plus drivers who um, who do you think are the safer drivers? Because my money is on the 80 plus drivers. I wonder what the statistics yeah. statistics are." I'll tell you, um, yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, the ext- I think on the extreme ends, if you have a 125-year-old driver, you might want to be careful on that, and a 16-year-old driver, because they're nuts. Well, here, you know, and let me say this. Uh, this is coming from an old guy. Uh, it isn't the age. It's the acuity. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can have a driver that is 65, that shouldn't be driving, and a, and a driver that's 95 that should be driving. Well, I so, got it. We have an 83-year-old guy here can, who can yeah. talk extraneously yeah. for two hours, and, um, and it, there's, it's all on the individual. Yeah, so I, I, I would say this. If I, it, it, I, as much as I hate to say this, there should be an enforced way to have people at a certain age uh, prove their ability to drive again. I hate to say that. Uh, but what it, if we did it, it to it everybody? It, it's too easy to get around. Uh, I won't mention the name of my doctor, okay? I've got a general practitioner, and I, I've been going to him for years. And I said to him, just out of curiosity, because we're friends, I said, look, you've got a lot of elderly patients here, uh, and I see them in the parking lot when I come and see you, and they shouldn't be driving. I says, how many of those people are, are, are driving cars? He says, Earl, he says uh, the, their licenses are gone. They they know they can't pass the test, and they and their license expires, and they just drive very carefully and hope that they don't they don't get sick. But he he basically said that most of his patients should not be driving, but they are driving and they don't have licenses. So it's a crazy mess. It's a terrible mess. It's a sad statement, uh, especially if you're an older guy like or an older gal. I, I, I was looking at it more from kind of a financial side myself is the idea of you're spending the money on a car payment, insurance, maintenance, fuel on a car that's sitting and depreciating 
And if you add all that up, the amount that it would cost to take Rick, luxury Rick, Uber Rick, rides. Rick, here's the problem. It's not a financial issue. It's right, an and, that, and that's, wait, that's wait, the side wait, of it. And, and there's no way. When I was your age, I didn't get it either. Yeah. I, I used to say, they ought to take that son of a bitch's license away. Well, and, and on another, so on another side here. of the coin. I think you can say, me out on that. You can say like, that. It's not always age either. A friend of mine, a very good friend, worked in the uh, department of the Palm Beach County Library System called Talking Books which are books on tape for people who are visually impaired to the point that they cannot read a book. So if they check those out, you grab their license. Well, what would happen is uh, <laughs> normally these would be mailed right. to the people, sent through the mail. However, they had a large number of their patrons who, and to get these, you had to sign up and actually show medical reason why you should be allowed to use this Palm Beach County service and they had a large number of their patrons who would drive to that office to get the things they to could pick see. up their <laughs> audiobooks. Did they flag these and people and bring them home? Did they flag these people? No. Okay. Never. Well, did they ever? There are a lot of people that like audiobooks, like me, and I can read just fine. Stu doesn't read anything except audiobooks. Right. Well, well this this was <laughs> this true. back in the eighties when we didn't well, so have the what? internet. For I mean, them. so what? I, if people had explained to me about well, audio books 20 years ago, I would never read a book again. Right, but but this this was back when you couldn't get them on Amazon. Yeah, this is back It in didn't the day. exist. Yeah. And this was, this was the only way to get these audio books was okay. to go to the place or to have them mailed to you. Hey, was your doctor's name, was it Mandrake Kirby, the guy you didn't want to identify? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Johnny Carson's doctor. Yeah, I, I was just saying that there were people legally blind that were doing this who were driving to get these books yeah. so it, I, no, I, it's I, not I, just I, age I, yeah. I, I, I got well, you. that's uh, not to belabor yeah. i was just thinking but as far as assessing the ability maybe they should do it periodically i haven't been assessed for my driving since i was 16. i mean maybe they should well, do it every I just 10 got years my eyes checked i got my but, cataract surgery but let's be and fair. i got a letter from my ophthalmologist saying Give them a license, well, but they get, didn't tell me to take a test. Right. Once you start at age thirty, every ten years, you got to take a test to prove that you're a good driver. Well, you should. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it should there be. Yeah. I don't think it should be there based on age. But I think. that's all. That's autonomous. Here right. we come. Exactly. We have a new future coming. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Let's and our phones are shut down now, so we're ready for. Okay. And you can still text us. We'd yeah. love to have you text us at seven seven two, four nine seven. Six five three zero. That's seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Or send us uh, anonymous feedback at youranonymousfeedback.com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. And when we get to the mystery shopping report, we'll probably have some time, and we can uh, talk about your text or your anonymous feedback. And we have YouTube up and running in its basics. Yeah. So please vote on YouTube as well, because mm -hmm. we love your comments there. Yeah, vote on the curve. Uh, I'm going to read this mystery shopping report. There are no really great dealers, so there's no A's. I don't mean that literally, once in a while. And uh, there, there are not very many F's. I don't mean that literally either. Uh, but uh, you know what I'm talking about, average. Uh, shoot for the middle. The average dealer is pretty bad. That's a C. Here we go. We mystery shopped. I didn't know they were there. If I did, I forgot. Uh, mystery shop of Palm Beach, Mitsubishi. Last I heard of Mitsubishi dealer in Palm Beach County, it was uh, on North Lake Boulevard, and that's another story. Mitsubishi is a 
probably the lowest volume vehicle sold. I'm anywhere. surprised it, it's still around. And I'm surprised it's still around. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, they're on um, Australian Avenue in West Palm Beach. Huh. And I'll speak in the first person as if I were Agent Lightning, our crack undercover agent that goes in undetected and pretends to buy a car and comes up with these fabulous uh, mystery shopping reports. She needs a theme song. She does, yeah. I'll we, work on that. We have a theme to play with you. Right. Okay. I'm Agent Lightning. I walked in mid-afternoon, 1.38 p.m., was met by an employee, as is to um, Palm Beach, Mitsubishi in West Palm Beach, Florida. Palm Beach, Mitsubishi. Uh, the salesperson, or this person, it wasn't a salesperson, asked, do you need a salesman today? I replied, that'd be great. He excused himself, looked around for a bit, and returned to say, I believe they're all in a meeting. I, I walked love that. around looking at the two cars on the showroom floor. He came back and said, I called her. She will be down when she's done with a meeting. Now, uh, this goes back to my uh, old days when I was... This this would actually happen in my dealership. And uh, if there's one thing, if the owner of this dealership is a guy by the name is Chris Berrien, I happen to know the guy personally, Chris Berrien, uh, you don't, if you, I don't know how much money you spent when you bought Palm Beach, Mitsubishi, or built it, but it was probably a lot of money. And you didn't spend all that money to have a dealership, so when a customer, prospective customer, comes into your dealership at uh, 1.38 p.m. in the afternoon and comes in to buy a Mitsubishi, and the receptionist says, I'm sorry, all the salesmen are in a meeting. That's what happens. So I just thought I'd throw that out there in case Chris Berrien is listening. Um, so the salesperson said uh, that she'd be down shortly. Um, uh, the uh, person I was speaking to responded, let me see if I could find out how long it'll be. He walked away again a few minutes later, 1.49 p.m. Timestamps. <laughs> a, a, a saleswoman approached and asked, have you been to help yet today? <laughs> no, I haven't been to help. You're in the meeting. I am not going to help anyway. That's that's a uh, divergence. Or I digress. I replied, no, I haven't. She asked me to follow her to her desk. At her desk, she asked, do you have a vehicle in mind? I said, I like the idea of Mitsubishi's new plug-in hybrid, the Outlander PHEV. <laughs> See, when uh, this is the first time someone's ever came in here and requested the Mitsubishi from me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and wondered if they have any. She looked uh, one up online and I said, I got one. I'll grab the keys. Uh, we headed out to the lot. She handed me the keys to the new 2023. Now, remember, this is 2024 we're talking about. Right. Yeah, new 2023. Folks, just a little uh, editorial comment. Be careful when you talk a new car today because we've had a calendar year change. And a 2023, when you trade it in, whenever you decide to, they're not going to know whether you bought it in January of 2024 or January of 2023. Mm -hmm. To them, it's a year-old car. So you're, you're looking at a new yeah, car that's a year old. It's nice if you can get a 23 sometime in 22. Yeah. Yeah, or it could be two years old. You could buy a new 2022. Yeah. Uh, so here it is, a new 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV in black diamond. I saw the MSRP was 48005 bucks with no addendum. That's a good sign. That's the only good sign you'll see in the shopping report. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about the gas savings I would be getting, but uh, uh, the salesperson, she wasn't very informed about the car. She said, if you want to take it for a drive, we can go back inside for me to get you registered, a copy of your license, and a license plate. I asked, can I drive it around the lot so I can see it uh, real quick? I don't want to drive it until I know if I'm going to move forward or not. She agreed. Waited there while I went around and played around with the parking and the new gear shift. When I backed it into the spot, she stepped back over to meet me at the car at the car and asked, "What do you think?" I said, "I like it. I'd love to see the pricing on it. I saw a deal on your website that's offering this vehicle for forty-one thousand, forty-one thousand five hundred five dollars, a six thousand five hundred dollar discount. Mm-hmm. Now that's a huge discount, folks. I mean." Uh, if you if you're shopping for a car, or you have in the past couple of years, uh, you just don't see a $6,500 discount off a of MSRP. Um, I, I showed her the ad, showed her the ad on my phone. Uh, we went in, uh, to her desk. I showed her the outline, the online pricing I was seeing. She called over sales manager and introduced himself as Mark. Mark shook my hand very firmly, squeezed pretty pretty tight making me jump and say, ow. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> this is, I mean, I, this is, is comical, but it's not comical. Uh, I squeezed my hand so hard, I yelled. He didn't say anything. <laughs> like, he just came over and squeezed her hand. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and jumped right in, taking over the over computer. So uh, I, I was going to say, it just gets worse. <laughs> it can't get much worse. I showed him the online deal on my phone and said, unfortunately, there's a typo. Huh. <laughs> Just a typo. Things are constantly changing. You know how that goes. <laughs> he clicked on the drop oh, box, drop down box and pointed out uh, what, all, what all needed to happen to qualify the, for the 6500. So they hide the conditions and you have to hit a box that drops down that says you have to be a, uh, you know, uh, Astronaut. Uh, a communist or an astronaut or, I mean, apparently uh, their online pricing included an assortment of unobtainable rebates for the average person. Uh, we've seen this before. Uh, you know, you've got to be a farmer. Uh, seriously, there is, actually is a farmer discount. You have to be a farmer. And there's a real estate agent. Yeah, real estate agent. Uh, a $500 customer conquest rebate would be all that you may be able to get, he said. Now, conquest, that means you are driving a competitive car. Uh, then he suggested that I consider leasing, uh, saying if you lease, 6500 or 6700 would come off the top with the electric vehicle tax credit. And that's true, but I also, it's true also with the purchase. You have to get set up. We're doing that now with our dealership. Yeah. Now, it's not true for all electric vehicles either. Right. Uh, so we didn't do the research on this. Uh, and uh, but anyway, it's uh, be careful when you're talking electric vehicle uh, rebates because not all electric vehicles qualify. Right. Now I do know I th- I don't know if they did it the same as the uh, remember they did it for ca- uh, not, wasn't cash for clunkers it was the old tax credits and they'd had a certain amount per manufacturer. Is that the same case with this or is is there a cap? Uh, I think this all I think that they changed it this time so that all the rebate goes. Uh, to the dealer, dealer who can go uh, yes. directly to the customer. Right. 
when yeah, right. Buying. So yeah, we have a portal that we're setting up yeah. now. Yeah. So if someone buys an electric vehicle from us, that comes off like a rebate at the time of yeah. sale. Yeah, it's an automatic thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, he suggested I lease it. Uh, this is a listen carefully. This is pure fraud. He suggested I lease the car, and then once I make the first payment, pay it off or refinance it, mentioning that it's a loophole many people don't know about. Well, it's a loophole that people, whether they know about it or know it, don't know about it, it's a terrible idea because if you buy, if you lease a car and you make one payment, you're, 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 you're stuck. You're screwed, yeah, yeah. because you, 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 you owe 36 more payments right. or 48 more payments or whatever the length of this the lease. This might have been possible maybe right in the beginning of this inventory surge where you could have gotten yeah. out, but not yeah. a day into yeah. your lease. So or a month just, into uh, your lease. terribly premeditated uh, false advice uh, given yeah. by this uh, person. Sneaky this stuff. salesperson from Mitsubishi. I ignored the leasing aspect, went straight to the pricing. Your website showed I was getting $6,500 off sticker, MSRP, not 3500 before the EV credit. He then said for me to come to his office where he could help me better. I followed on the way, continued to say that he honestly doesn't like the sales tactics <laughs> that dealerships use, and then named a bunch in our area that also don't give the details that they advertise. Yeah, she didn't say which ones they were. I, ho I hope it wasn't us. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, it, oh, he's in West Palm Beach. He's and the fact that everybody. he's working for a Mitsubishi dealership that doesn't sell any cars would tell you he's having a hard time getting a job because a car salesperson worth his salt would not ever go to work for a Mitsubishi dealership. He tried to get a job at a dealership that sold a lot of cars. Mitsubishi does not sell very many cars. On the way, he continued to say that he honestly doesn't like the sales tactics. Oh, I just did that. I replied, this is exactly why my husband refuses to step uh, foot into a car dealership with me unless he has the final numbers, knows exactly what he's dealing with. We've been burned too many times, it appears this is going to be another one of those. Ooh. He said he understands that what he can, what can he do for me is to, is to call the owner of the dealership, that's Chris Berrien, by the way, in kind of Abba.com. I, I don't think I could have reached Chris Berrien. He's one of these people that is hard to reach and plead uh, my case that the online shows a $6,500 discount and we're only $3,500 now. Uh, let them know we have a pissed off customer and hopefully they'll give me the deal. So that ain't gonna happen, that guy. Yeah. The guys, the salesman is desperate at this point. The saleswoman, right? So Yeah, a saleswoman and a manager. And a manager. And we, don't, we, we only have the name of the manager. Oh, no, I'm sorry, we did at the end. There's a card, I didn't include the picture. <coughs> Not important. So I said, I'm measuring, please show me your price as if I was buying and leasing so I could show my husband. Mark printed out the lease first to uh, try and sell me on this. He was explaining it to me as I was looking at the sheet. He said, I, did, did, did Agent Lighting really say that he said this? Yes, okay. I didn't make, the, I didn't make uh, this, this up. This is so bizarre. Uh, Mark printed out the lease sheet first to try to tell me on this. He was explaining it to me as I was looking at the sheet, and he said, look at my eyes when I'm speaking. Yeah. I, I mean, that would have just, I looked up and then right back down as I was shocked that he said that. I mean, of course, that's really weird, isn't it? Look at my eyes. When I, 
Yeah, I had a um, a moment like when I read this, and I pictured like the, this this bizarre. Scene, Look at my eye! I thought yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. like I mean, Zanzibar, like Voltaion. It, it, it's so bizarre. Like I just the mesmerizer. Was, yeah. it sounds misogynistic to me. I, sound, I, I, well, that's what it is. I think she was probably taking notes, and yeah. he was uh, irritated because she, yeah. um, because she made a comment that she, they were getting frustrated. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, he was brewed. And How dare you not look at my face when I'm speaking? Yeah. Maybe he was talking to me when at. I talk to you. Oh. Oh. That's what you say to your child. Look right? in my eyes. Uh, the top line showed MSRP of $48,005. He took off a $3,500 discount to make the selling price or cap cost, capitalized cost, $44,505. He reduced the capitalized cost using a federal tax credit of $6,750. Mitsubishi's finance a $1,500 rebate and a $500 conquest rebate for leaving Toyota there. She, Agent Lightning drives a RAV4. I also volunteered a $5,000 down payment. Uh, cooked into the lease was also an $1,199 dock fee, junk fee. The lease also allowed for only 10,000 miles a year, uh, pretty low. Uh, but that's not that low. It's about average, really. But they don't have any other uh, fees on? No no, de- no other dealer fees? Well, there was. That was the... Uh, was all we could see on the worksheet was that doc fee. Yeah. Oh. So, but we've seen this when we have well, these worksheets. Been, there, there, there would have been a lease admin fee, which yeah. uh, we don't call a junk fee because it's a leasing company right. junk fee. But it's right. a junk fee. So, uh, yeah, there would be... And the uh, admin fee that, she, that Agent Lightning didn't see... Probably be around seven hundred bucks. Ooh. Yeah, and I and but we also don't know what happens in in finance either. No. So this is a very simplified uh, worksheet. Yeah. It doesn't have uh, the all the detail we usually see. So, uh, yeah. He then said, if I decide to purchase, I can talk to my accountant about getting a rebate back for the PHEV electric option, mentioning that I may or may not qualify for that on my next year's taxes. He went on to say that I would not get the Capti Bank option. As for leases only, he said he will honor a $500 conquest rebate because I have a Toyota car now in my household. He pushed hard on the lease option by help firm and left. And, of course, uh, car dealerships typically will push to lease because the lease is where they make more money than they do when you buy the car. On the average, probably about twice as much. So there you have it, uh, a shocking yeah. I hate to prejudice the, the grades by saying this, but a shockingly bad um, Mr. Shopping report on a shockingly small dealership. It is shocking <laughs> because usually Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie doesn't, doesn't grade often, um, but she came in here right here. She's the first one I got. What kind of salesman squeezes a hand so hard it hurts? Physical assault. Doesn't back off and expects to sell a car. False advice. Rude, etc. Here's a crushing automatic F. You know, the, sale, the salesperson sounds like a psycho. Yeah. Well, no, that was a sales manager. Sales manager? Yeah. No, they're, they're, maybe they're yeah, both He crushed psycho. his hand and said, look into my eyes. <laughs> right. Oh, here's from this from, uh, I got this from uh, from Bob. A for Palm Beach Mitsubishi. Oops, I'm sorry. That's a typo. It's really an F. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, things change all the time. Thanks, Bob. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like some of the, like the, the business stuff wasn't like, you know, so far out of left field, but the that those those personal touches, <laughs> the, the the crushing of the hand and and telling Amory, uh, telling her to look in the eye, 
Not Amory. But Amory is not our shopper, by the way. I just I have Amory on the mind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm going to fail him. Uh, there was you know, shady advice with you know the the whole and bad advice on, yeah. the, on with the getting out of the car early. So yeah, I'm giving him an F. Well, what probably isn't going to make any difference anyway because nobody buys cars here anyway. Right, <laughs> right. But you know, one somebody's going to ask us, "Do we have a Mitsubishi dealer on the on the recommended list?" And we're going to say, "Well, well can, we can I tell the story about uh, uh, Stu and I got a call uh, from uh, our real estate agent uh, because he has some property on North Lake Boulevard and he wanted to sell it to us because." He could get us the Mitsubishi franchise. Right. So after we got through laughing right. and said, well, who would want a Mitsubishi franchise? And uh, the sad thing is, I won't mention our real estate agent's name because it would embarrass him. But he was he actually, he, to, 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 to sell the property, uh, he took 25% right. of the property and sold it to a Mitsubishi. So they didn't want the Mitsubishi franchise. They lasted how long? At months. A month? <laughs> yeah, I mean, long. short No, no, longer than that. Really? They, they, I think probably a year. But, but uh, nobody wants to buy Mitsubishi's. And yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, more votes. Okay. We've got Donovan says, this is easy. F. Mark Anderson, grade D. 500 bucks to leave Toyota for Mitsubishi? Who does that? Tom Seckel, F. My dad shot down Mitsubishi's in World War II. This deal deserves the same treatment. That's right. They were the zeros. Terrible sales tactics and fraudulent advice. Guy Larrabee, because of the inaccurate lease information and the doc fee, I give him a D. Brian Sedlatko, it's a D for me. Johnny Fraidley, look into my eyes, Mr. F-. Maybe the sales manager knew she was Agent Lightning. Cliff Picks, uh, look at my eyes. Yeah. I would have walked out. F. You know, uh, I'm laughing here because Nancy's not here. And Nancy, we, I sometimes refer to her as the Black Widow because she really is tough. And a lot of people agree with her, by the way. Yeah. She's really tough when she grades these dealers. I mean, we'll give a C and she'll give an F. What can, well, I wonder what Nancy is thinking about this. She, she may be on her way over to the Mitsubishi dealership. <laughs> now, you're it's lucky that book. Nancy's got COVID, because if she didn't have COVID, she'd come over there and kick your ass. I can tell you that right now. Terrible, terrible report. I'm going to give them an F. Yeah. Now, I don't ever give this too, but man, uh, that's a terrible report. I wish we had a camera on Nancy right now. Oh, Her <laughs> face is probably 16 Listen, shades of purple. if you're on the way over the Mitsubishi, don't do something you'll be sorry for. <coughs> Go over there and cough on them. <laughs> no, that would be biological warfare. Don't do that. I texted Nancy. I want her grade. But I don't, don't, don't feel obligated to if you're feeling under the weather. Well, there you have it. You know? Yep. F for Palm Beach, Mitsubishi. They're going on the do not recommended list. And a couple more grades. <coughs> Easy there, Rick. <laughs> Rick, you should be sorry. You're going to uh, I can have you. Mark Smith gives him a D. Yep. Johnny Z. Freddy, LOL Donovan. Sorry, that's not a grid. <laughs> and uh, Donovan Lewis, the FCC is loving this radio show today, LOL. And did you get extreme rides? I did not. F, 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 bunch of Fs. Oh, man. There we go. Yeah, you know, I got, we got a, just a couple yeah. seconds here. We're thinking about Mitsubishi and we're thinking about the F we just gave. And we're thinking how bad the car dealer network is. And we're talking about the Federal Trade Commission getting rid of dealers and how we're talking about direct sales. And 
if you if you think a car dealer or a manufacturer's got a problem like Mitsubishi, how about Fisker? <laughs> Fisker, uh, I think they're one of the first electric vehicles around, yeah, it was. and they're they're so desperate that they're going the other way. They're looking for 50 dealers to sell their cars because right. they can't sell them direct. Here they have the, the, the holy grail. They have exactly what all manufacturers want. They want to be like Tesla and sell cars no direct. Way. How and, much is the franchise? Uh, I, oh, let's check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy gave us gave her graph. And, uh, Nancy gave us her grade for Palm Beach Mitsubishi. It's a long line of F's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Nancy. I saw one of those Fiskers down at the Aventura Mall years ago in the, in the mall. Yeah. And it, I got to admit, though, it looked that good. was a beautiful car. Yeah, it was a good-looking car. It was gorgeous. Yeah. But I mean, you got to like, be you got to be desperate. But here you are. You can finally have a pleasant retail, honest experience. And they can't do they, it. They can't even do and that. They, <laughs> got, they got to sign up. The, the, they got to sign up. The hey, Matt, maybe Mitsubishi, Chris Berrien, Mitsubishi, get yourself a Fisker. Get a Fisker. Fisker, <laughs> Berrien, Fisker, Mitsubishi. A Fisker franchise. That would be great. Well, I think uh, even with our technical stuff, we did pretty good without the, the two biggest helps that we have in the studio. Yep. I mean, I was really nervous about doing it without Nancy and without Rick, but we'll see you next week. Yeah. Here on Earth on Cars. Thank <laughs> you.